Section 17D, Crisis Response and Recovery. 17.12, Crisis Response Actions. Crisis response actions during and after a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear attack are critical, not only to ensure the Air Force mission is continued, but more importantly, for survival. In threat areas, contamination avoidance is the key to keeping assets and personnel from becoming contaminated. During attacks, the primary focus of the base populace should be directed toward force survivability to ensure attack warning signals and mission-oriented protective posture, MOP levels, are rapidly disseminated. Typically, the command post will disseminate attack warning signals and alarm signals. MOP level changes come to the command post from the crisis action team based on recommendations from the Emergency Operations Center. Department of Defense resources, including those associated with military installations located nearest the scene of an accident or incident, will respond to the event unless otherwise directed by higher headquarters. Upon witnessing an incident, personnel should alert others in the immediate area and report the incident to security forces, fire and emergency services, or installation command and control. After reporting, personnel should stay uphill and upwind. Avoid inhaling fumes, smoke, or vapors. Attempt to rescue and care for casualties. Avoid handling any material or component involved in the accident incident. Evacuate the area if rescue or containment is impractical or as directed. Note, every situation is different and should be handled using established procedures coupled with good judgment. Note, Airmen who recognize an attack in progress should take immediate action regardless of whether or not mass notification has been disseminated. Note, when alarm red is declared or attack begins without notification, drop to the ground, don protective mask if not donned already, crawl to closest available protection, don remaining individual protective equipment and immediately check every member of the unit to make sure they are protected and have donned the proper equipment. Assist injured and provide self-aid and buddy care with caution to prevent further injuries, particularly when under fire. Note, using one's best judgment is essential regarding seeking immediate cover in place or crawling immediately to a safe location, particularly when an area becomes increasingly dangerous. 17.13 Attack Reporting If an attack or enemy personnel movement is observed, report it up the chain of command immediately. Use the salute reporting method, as shown in Table 17.2, as a quick and effective way to communicate attack information. Salute reports are submitted to the Unit Control Center or Work Center through the most secure means. 17.14 Recovery Procedures Recovery actions focus on saving lives, detecting and mitigating hazards, mission restoration, and sustainment. Immediate actions are necessary to treat casualties, assess damage, and control contamination. Minimizing the amount of personnel exposed to post-attack hazards is critical for mission continuation and force survivability. The recovery concept involves a combined effort from personnel who are trained to operate as a team and are able to use specialized equipment to spearhead recovery efforts. Re-establishing the mission is a top priority. Reconnaissance the installation commander will determine when base specialized and unit reconnaissance teams begin post-attack chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear surveys. Unit control centers will be directed to release post-attack reconnaissance teams to collect information about the effects of the attack. 
Post-attack reconnaissance teams or resource owners are responsible for reporting information to their unit control center as well as marking and reporting contamination and contaminated equipment to ensure approaching personnel are aware of the hazard associated with that resource. The unit control center will forward unit survey information to the emergency operations center. Post-attack reporting. Effective communication between post-attack reconnaissance teams and leadership is essential. The Emergency Operations Center is the primary command and control function for collecting and consolidating post-attack information. The Emergency Operations Center director up-channels information and makes recommendations regarding alarm signals and MOP levels to the Crisis Action Team based on the information collected by specialized and unit reconnaissance teams. Decontamination For those not on a reconnaissance team, Recovery actions include performing immediate decontamination, if contaminated, and remaining undercover in a safe location unless otherwise directed. Units will assess and determine what methods of decontamination, if any, can be reasonably put into action. The eyes are very vulnerable when exposed to nerve and blister agents. If one of these agents gets in the eyes, the eyes should be irrigated with water. If a chemical agent gets on the skin or protective equipment, it must be removed immediately. The Reactive Skin Decontamination Lotion and M295 Individual Decontamination Kits are the most effective methods of removing chemical agents. In the absence of an individual decontamination kit, a 5% chlorine solution will remove the chemical agent from equipment and a 0.5% chlorine solution will remove agents from the skin. Contamination Control Area if personnel become contaminated with chemical, biological, or radiological agents, they decontaminate by processing through the contamination control area within 24 hours of contact. If an individual shows positive indications of contamination on their M9 paper, they should report contamination to their unit control center. Unit control centers will direct personnel to the contamination control area at the appropriate time. Chemically Contaminated Object Rule the chemically contaminated object rule for mop reduction is often applied by commanders for operations in and near areas with contaminated objects. The chemically contaminated object rule is a risk management philosophy designed to warn people of chemically contaminated objects. It does not direct long-duration maintenance regarding chemically contaminated resources. Although there is an increased degree of risk when working in these areas, the rule provides guidance for protecting personnel by specifying the type of individual protective equipment required.